Welcome to I'm Game with Fred Croner. Today I am joined by Bob Smith, who is a Hall of Famer in the state of Illinois, the Illinois Basketball Coaches Association. And yet for uh, a lot of his uh, livelihood, he spent about 15 years, maybe a little bit more, uh, as a professional agent uh, representing, I would say, primarily baseball players. Right, Bob? Uh, it was strictly baseball, yes. Strictly baseball. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess where, where I want to start with, uh, with you today then, um, you, you obviously, you grew up around sports, but as a youngster, did you ever see yourself doing anything that, uh, you know, where you might make a career for, you know, a number of years uh, out of being involved with sports or, or not? Not really, because uh, uh, my pr primary involvement with sports was keeping score and statistics for basketball. And uh, that, that, that helped me get into the uh, ICBA Hall of Fame with, with some help from you. Thank you. But uh, I, I just didn't see a career of it. Uh, I didn't see uh, money being made in that area. Um, however, I had a conversation with a cousin of mine back in 2004. He was a double-A prospect with the Rockies. And he said there was a need for agents uh, for people that were not superstars, the minor leaguers, the the guy, the run-of-the-mill guys that uh, said there was kind of a lack, lack of agents at that time. So I had a conversation with a couple people and well, let's let's try to do this. So. so, so talk about getting started. I mean, you don't just wake up one morning and say, "Okay, bingo, I'm an agent now." What what kind of groundwork did you have to have? What all did it take to uh, to get established? Well, back then it was a lot easier than it is now. Uh, you basically needed five hundred dollars. You needed to pass a background check, and. Uh, I, I basically looked at looked at things and said, well, what, what do I need to do to get this going? And that's what I found was that was about it. Um, obviously, you need to make contacts. And, and that and that was uh, a bit of an issue being here in Champaign because there's no minor league baseball in this area. But uh, there's it's not far. Uh, I started off with two AA prospects. I represented a cousin and uh, uh, his roommate, and that was pretty much it. And it spread by word of mouth after that. So, and did, did you find that by word of mouth it spread pretty rapidly too? I mean, uh, well, it, it took a, it took door. a while to get going. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, mean to cut you off there. Um, it did. Uh, it did. It did grow real rapidly at the beginning. I mean, the first probably six, seven years, we had we we were up to thirty-seven clients. We had our first major leaguer in two thousand nine. Got in for about three games, but uh, that was a benchmark. But uh, after that. I started to kind of acquire a name for myself and it grew quite rapidly after that. So as you would find out about, about contacts, were you at all selected? Did you look at somebody and say, well, guys, this guy has no shot of, of making the major leagues. I'm just not going to invest time with, with him. Or did you just well, take whoever you, you could? Originally it was whoever I could. As we got established, I started doing my own scouting. Uh, 
And the last four or five years I did this, I did, I, I was on the road quite a bit. I did a lot of scouting. Uh, and yes, we were, we were selective at that point. I was, I was going to, I was going after the top notch players because I figured out that I made more off one major major leaguer on a minimum salary than I did on average 19 to 20 minor leaguers. So, Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's probably, it probably got even worse towards, uh, towards the end of my doing this. As you, if you've heard many, many descriptions of the minor leagues being underpaid. Oh, can you can you mention any names, any of your you know success stories, the guys that uh, that you, you signed on uh, when they were in the minors and they made it to the big leagues and did some well, things or not? The, the biggest I, I I hesitate to talk about a lot of names because I do intend to get back in this business and I don't want to ruffle any feathers. But I can say I had a, a National League Rookie of the Year, and I had. Uh, at the end, we had 42 major, 42 guys that were in the majors. So it really, it really blossomed. We had almost, almost 500 clients when I sold the business. Wow. So, you know, I imagine a lot of people think of this kind of like they, they did me, you know, being a sports writer, you know, gosh, it's just all fun and games. You get to go to the games and, you know, for you, you go to the games and, and you scout people and then you, you represent them. But I'm sure there's a lot of work involved. Talk, talk about some of the uh, stuff that maybe the average person wouldn't know about that, that that goes into being a successful sports agent. Well, just gaining the trust of 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 the both the clients and in many cases their parents uh, is a huge part of it. Uh, trying trying to establish what you could do for their sons. We did a lot of behind the scene work, like. Uh, we would find housing for the teams. A lot of a lot of the teams have not not housed their players until the last two or three years. So, in the minor leagues, we we would uh, sometimes they would stay with host families, but uh, we would find housing when they got to some of the upper upper minor leagues like Double A AA and Triple A. Uh, even then, in some cases, they they were staying with host families that were volunteers, but things like that. Much of my job was basically teaching a bunch of 18, 19, 20 year olds, the, the perils of social media. And that the fact that anything you put out there is there and is, is pretty much there permanently. And I really had, I really had to teach. I fortunately did not have a lot of trouble in that area, but I spent a lot of my time just teaching, teaching the players, uh, Things like that, social media, uh, uh, how you survive in the lower minor leagues when they uh, when they bring you food to the clubhouse, bring, make friends make, make friends with the clubhouse attendant so you can bring the food back home for for lunch the next day. Uh, little things like that. I mean, it, it's stuff a lot of people would never see in in, in the baseball game. Now, was it a conscious decision on your part then to stay with baseball and not branch into basketball, football, or, or whatever? I thought about uh, I thought about branching into some of the other areas, but to be honest with you, it 
I was still learning the game. I was still learning the craft when I left the game. And so learning more than one, one sport would have been very difficult. Um, I, I, I found my niche in baseball and I had a couple, a couple opportunities to represent NFL players, but I actually turned a couple of them down and one was a first round draft pick, but I just didn't feel like I had the experience in that, in that, setting to properly represent him and he and he thanked me for it we're we're we're, we're still friends so so talk about you're, you're representing whatever player and you know trying to get the best contract talk, talk about dealing with the management what uh you know do they do they come in willing to negotiate or they just pretty much say this is it take it or leave it well it, it depends on the organization it depends on the level uh most, to be honest with you, most of it was take it or leave it. Uh, what I did was I tried to get incentives built into the contracts. Like uh, if the guy was known for stolen bases, if he had so many stolen bases in a year, he would get a bonus. Uh, obviously that on, once you get up into the higher echelons, into the major leagues, that's a different story. But uh, even even as high as AAA, most of it is take it or leave it. Now the major leagues, that's a different story. But again, I tried to I tried to make incentive laden contracts a priority, and I think management and players respected me for it because they got paid for what what they did, and in, in many cases not what they'd done in previous years. So. And were you okay with that? I mean, was that a good enough uh, deal for you to, to work it out that way or not? Well, it, it depends on the situation. And sometimes the guaranteed money was better. Um, you know, it was, it just depended on the situation. Um, I can, I can think of major leaguers that were kind of, kind of on the borderline that were what we call 4A players that were kind of between the AAA and, and the majors. And in some cases, the, the guarantees were better for them than the incentives. So it, it, it varied by player. Now, as you got into this, would you have considered yourself a baseball fan or, or not? I, 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 even at the end, I don't think I did. Um, I, I considered myself an outsider, but I, 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 in reality, I wasn't. Um, People knew who I was in the game. Um, I, I had a part. I had I had made a name for myself, and uh, I, I didn't I didn't have my my baseball playing experience was limited to little league. So, well, no, I was just representing players, and, and they got to the majors. Did you find that they expected you to, you know, to show up and be around now and then, or were they okay with just, uh, you know, you dealing with the, the contract and other issues that might come up? Well, up at, even even at the end when we had close to 500 players, my my goal was to talk to every player at least once a month. In in the in the beginning, it was once a week, but when we got we got the numbers to the point where we couldn't do that. Uh, I made contact with them. I would try to go to as many games as I could, but again, the, the travel, uh, I, I made decent money, but my travel budget was 
was mainly spent recruiting new players rather than keeping the uh, the current ones happy. Although I did keep, obviously keeping the current ones happy was was very important. As far as, as a travel budget, it was more spent on, on recruiting. So talk about some of the perks. Uh, you know, so, some people like the traveling, other people consider the traveling to be a drag. Uh, obviously you get to see a lot of ballparks. I can't imagine how many different parks between the, the major and minor leagues and, and college uh, stadiums that uh, you saw games at, but, but talk about some of the perks and things that, that you really like about the job. Well, I, I certainly love going to the games. I mean, I got I basically my office was the ballpark and I was sitting there with my clipboard and my and my radar gun sometimes and uh, I was getting paid for that. And that 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 was that was as big a perk as anything. Uh, the travel was great. I got to see a lot of the country. I was fortunate in an early career that I got I got a lot of travel in. Uh, when I worked for a graduation products company, but uh, nowhere near the travel that I did as, as an agent and, and the, the ballparks, I went from coast to coast. So it, it was it was a great experience that uh, obviously the, the you know, most most of, I, I rarely paid to get into a game. Uh, if I did, there was usually because there was a mix up. So. That was a great perk. Got to see a lot of baseball and uh, I got paid for it. So when you would go to a college game or a summer league game, how difficult was it to know in advance before you got there, which players uh, you know, needed an agent or maybe were you know, in contact with somebody? Was that difficult information to, to find out or not? It was, I, I tried to make as many contacts in the college coaching ranks as I could. Um, several, co several, each college coach was different. Some people, some of them absolutely abhorred agents, but a lot of the assistant, I got a lot of the coach from the, the a lot of the information from assistant coaches and from, I became real good friends with sports information directors too on the college level. And that, in all my years of doing this, we concentrated on the college level because it was such a, quicker route to the major leagues. Uh, I signed less than 10, 10 players from the high school ranks in my 15 years of doing this. And that was simply because the money, the money was where you wanted to get these players to the major leagues. And uh, it was a far quicker route to do that from the college with the college experience. So, so, so what was your approach? You're talking to a person that, that needs an agent what, what are you telling him that would make them think they should go with you as opposed to uh, some other agent? Well, I had a reputation, at least with the, the clients that I had, uh, of, of really being a personable uh, agent. I, I was in contact with them. Uh, I was not somebody like, uh, I was watching a movie Wimbledon the other day and the agent mysteriously appears when the player starts winning. And he'd been absent for a year and a half. That that was not me. <laughs> uh, I wanted to let him know what I could do. Uh, we tried to cover by things financially. Uh, we had a financial advisor on our team. Uh, we had uh, it was a complete. We had legal representation. We had uh, 
it, it was it was it was a team approach. So uh, basically, just tried to tried to make uh, make it known that we would take care of their if I was approaching a, a parent that we would take care of their kids. If I was approaching a, a player that we would take care of them and and uh, take care of their needs better than some of the other players. Uh, now the big name agents are the big name agents. They're 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 there for a reason, but they're not going to get the personal service from from uh, a Scott Boros that they would get from from Bob Smith. I didn't beat I didn't beat Scott out too many times. If Scott wanted a player, he usually got it. But. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, you you did this for about fifteen years. What what were some of the most unusual requests that the players would say that uh, you know, you know they would say, well, when you negotiate, I, I want this in the contract, or I, I don't want this. Did, did you have some uh, unique uh, requests along those lines, or not? It I had a few, but nothing, nothing really stood out. I think, I think the biggest uh, thing was to try, try to give them a dose of, of reality that a lot of these requests were not going to happen if, if they were outlandish. Um, I did have somebody that wanted, let's see, I can't think of any really outlandish requests that players had. Mm -hmm. What, what was one popular thing for those that hadn't finished college to have some guaranteed money so that, you know, once their career did end, that they would be able to go back to college and, and uh, finish up without having to pay for it? Well, a lot of these people didn't have, I mean, a lot of them were college players, but they didn't finish. Uh, you know, you're, you're eligible for the draft after your junior year. And if you're, if you're that good, you're going to be taken as a junior. So, yeah, that, that is important. You're obviously going to try to get as much for them during the signing. The signing bonus was key because they don't really see any more money other than the signing bonus until they make the majors. To be honest, uh, the the pay is the pay is so low at the minor uh -huh. leagues. If you if you didn't get them a good signing bonus, and on on the other hand, some of them, you know. Some of the clubs were had these guys penciled in, and that was as high as they were going to go. You know, you 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 couldn't get it. You couldn't negotiate a signing bonus with a lot of them. Uh, they had financial but budget constraints, and they were going to go elsewhere if they could get them. But it it's changed so much because now there's only 20 rounds. Back then there were 40, and. You could always find it. You could find more uh, diamonds in the rough. I mean, it it was always forty rounds when I did it. I think it was more than that at one time. It was probably sixty or seventy at one point. But that was before I was I was an agent. So you started in, in July of '04 representing some some players and did this through October of 2019. What what kind of prompted you to to get out and and uh, talk about that if you could? Well, unfortunately. Uh, the unfortunately I'm sorry I had to close the door there uh, unfortunately I had had a stroke in August of 2019 and being self-employed I did not have the best of insurance 
as many self-employed uh, people find out. Uh, I had what was called catastrophic health insurance, and it was indeed a catastrophe. It covered about 10% of my bills. I was having some issues uh, with the direction of the agency uh, with my partners. Uh, I didn't want to get that much bigger because I thought we were losing the personal touch. A combined a com a combination of that and the fact that I, I, I needed to generate some money to stay out of debt. I ended up uh, selling the, the agency to my uh, my partners. They ended up in turn selling it to another agency a year later. So uh, fortunately, they did not ask me to sign a no compete. So if I decide to do this again, it's something I could I could I could try to try to generate again. It's a lot of work to start up from the beginning, but I've I've got a lot of contacts. Um, I really didn't want to give it up, to be honest with you, Fred, but I had to. Well, even though it would be a lot of work to get back, I mean, I, I would think the fact that you've had your foot in the door, wouldn't it be easier for you than, say, somebody like me that would just be totally starting from scratch? Yeah, it, it, that's true. But, um, you know, just, just since I've been out, we've had the, the COVID issue. Uh, I've had, I've actually tried to generate a, a new agency and uh, you, you can't do what, back when I started, you could negotiate with the major league clubs and recruit players. You didn't have to declare which one you were doing. And the agents of today have to declare. So obviously my strength was getting the talent. And I had a, I had another person in mind to 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 uh, to do the uh, negotiating with the big league clubs, but he'd actually been an agent at one time, but he had not kept up on it, and he'd not not represented a player in, in twelve years, so he needed to take an exam. They Major League Baseball has not given an agent exam in over three years. My gosh! And I I don't think. I don't think they will until the collective bargaining agreement is, is, is sorted through. So there's been a lot of obstacles to getting back, but I'd, I'd like, I'd like to do it again. I really would. I mean, it, it was my, it was my passion. It was, it was really my dream job. So what, what are you doing now? Uh, I'm a, an insurance adjuster for country companies. Uh, I took a, a regular nine to five job, uh, basically for the benefits. So, so do you turn on the TV occasionally and uh, see some ball games and say, "Oh, gosh, that's a guy I represented," or "That was a guy I tried to get and didn't." Uh, do, you, do you still uh, have contacts like that, that that you can see? Yeah, I, yes, I, I do that. But to be honest with you, uh, I did watch a whole lot the last couple of years. And because it hurt not to be, it hurt not to be involved. So I did watch some. All right. Well, Bob, I sure enjoyed talking to you today. Is there anything else uh, you would like to add before I let you go? Um, not really. I, I just, just, just anything is possible in this world. Uh, 
if you told me when we started this thing out that I could grow up to the point where I'd resent, represent close to 500 players and over 40 major leaguers, I never would have guessed it. And uh, I caught a lot of breaks. Uh, some of my other professions uh, before this, I had not caught the breaks, but uh, anything's possible with hard work. So, Well, that is for sure. No doubt about that. All right. We've been talking today to Bob Smith, an Urbana uh, native, Urbana High School graduate who's in the Illinois Basketball Coaches Hall, Hall of Fame and uh, spent about 15 years representing uh, budding baseball players. So, Bob, we really enjoyed your time and we will be in touch. Thank you.